Hi, I'm Julie, and I'm here to tell you about a very special offer. How would you like to get paid up to $100 a day just for talking to interesting people? Whoa! <laughs> $100 a day? Think of all the people we could help with that money. What? Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. Foursome, baby. Oh, my. Foursome. What the... Oh, okay. We'll get into that. And welcome to episode 41, Die Another Day. Which one is, which one is this one? This is the last, uh, last Pierce Bronson one. Pierce Brosnan. This is He's not Bronson. Brosnan. He's not Charles Bronson. Spears well, Brosnan. maybe he is, because he tried to be more uh, CGI in this one, and uh, this is with, uh, what's her name? Halle Berry. Uh, Halle Berry, yes. Were they trying to reenact the scene from Dr. No, where she comes out of the water? Yes, and it did not work. It didn't work? So you're not no, a fan? No. i never seen it, other than that scene. Okay. Well, we have guests today. Two. Two guests. Why don't you introduce them? You're, you're, you're the best in the podcast with names. Oh, uh, okay. I'm great with names. Yeah. One is the actual president of the Buffalo Pinball League, Mr. Nick Lane, and the vice president of Buffalo Pinball League, Mr. Kevin Manny. Yes. Hey. Very good. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. What's, what's going Nailed on, guys? So are there any other positions other than president and vice president? Is there like a secretary? We prefer to call it a uh, dictator. And uh, what, what's Kevin? Kevin, you're the propagandist or chief I'm the propagandist. chief propagandist, yeah. Yeah. And I'm the statistician. Jay's the treasurer, but we got to come up with a better name than that. He's your money guy. That's right. So welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey, thanks for having Thank us. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Because they have their own podcast also, the Bro yes. Do You Even Pinball podcast. Or actually, what is yep. it? Bro Do You Even Talk Pinball. Yeah, because yeah, we had to make yes. it a little more complicated than it already was. Plus, they also do uh, Twitch on Monday with Kevin, Tuesday with Nick. Sir McTuna is on Saturday. Who is on Wednesday shift. is Austin Mackert, and then our Thursday nights at 8 Eastern is our main show, Bro Do You Even Pinball, where we do a different game, different tutorial every week. We have a, a different guest. Bruce has been on twice. Bruce, tell him, your, <sighs> tell him your record. Go ahead. I know you want to. Yes! I am the only 8-0. and o. <laughs> Yes. Bruce has, Bruce has won twice, and with, with yes. an asterisk, because I wasn't there one of the times, and he refuses what? to come back on the show. Ooh. I don't refuse. I'm just waiting oh. for my You didn't tell me about this, Bruce. I'm waiting for my opportunities. <laughs> oh, I, I thought your record was clean. That doesn't sound clean to me. This no, is my motivation for what? coming on this podcast to let everybody know that and call them no, out. No, no. I'm done. I'll see you. <laughs> okay. No, Nick has missed shows, and so has Kevin, and so has everyone else, and they've had fill-in people, right or wrong. Those four no's still count. <laughs> so, strike away that damn asterisk. Well, the <laughs> other thing is the first time he brought his own game, so... No wonder. Oh, man. Second, that's, yeah, that's true. He did <laughs> two, two asterisks, <laughs> but it was a good game. Yep. It, it had a profound influence, I would say. It did because uh, there's one right behind the uh, shoulder. <laughs> Guys, tell us first, Nick, if you want to go over your 
history. I know you've told Marley many times, everyone, but maybe some of our listeners haven't heard, haven't heard of your story of why you're in pinball. And then we'll go to Kevin. Why? And then you can tell us about Buffalo pinball and what you do in Western New York. Sure. Sure. So, uh, I got into pinball, um, back in fall 2010, I downloaded uh pinball FX and got totally hooked on it. Realized that pinball has rules that there's a lot more to pinball than just flipping wildly and moved to Buffalo a few months later. And there was really no Pinball in Buffalo at that time, where you can go just play some games. So ended up buying a Stern Ironman, got hooked even more, then went to uh, Pinburg in 2011 a few months later, and just kind of snowballed from there. I would drive around to go to Toronto, Pittsburgh, all by myself. I didn't really know too many people in the hobby, uh, just trying to get more and more into pinball, playing in the tournaments. Um, started then connecting with people locally like yourself and Kevin. Then I, I hosted Buffalo's first ever tournament in April 2013 in my house, and uh, we can get more into Buffalo pinball. But that's sort of uh, that that's sort of the history for me getting into pinball, leading up to the formation of Buffalo pinball. Okay, Kevin. For me, uh, I played. I remember going to arcades as a kid with my my dad and my brother, and you know, pinball was always kind of around. And like I would I would tend to gravitate more towards the video games, but I'd always throw throw a couple quarters in the pinball machines and. It stuck with me, and like in the '90s when the Adams Family came out, I remembered seeing that in uh, in like a video game magazine because I was really into console games at that time, and uh, I was like, "Oh, that's cool, you know, I'll I'll give that a shot." And if I ever see it, and I ended up running into it, and it, you know, it stuck with me, and yeah, I own one today, so uh, <laughs> things come all the way around. And then uh, it never really clicked with me until I started playing. This is kind of similar to Nick, I, except I I started out with uh, the pinball arcade. And when that started, like when it like step by step walks you through the things you need to do to get the goals in the game, uh, that's really what made it click for me that, oh, man, there's all these different rules to these machines. And some of the newer games are kind of video game esque in that, you know, there's level the the different modes to get through to get to the main wizard mode. That's kind of like getting to the end of the game. So uh, that really kind of captured my interest and, and really opened things up for me. That's interesting that we have. Multiple people, I, I got into it through the video side also, through Visual Pinball, the pinball simulator with pin mame. Basically the same thing that they had. Like, you could get the ROMs for the actual games and play them. That's how I kind of got into it. Yeah, I think when you're not throwing quarters into it all the time and you can just kind of experiment around and, and, and play with it, try different things, I think that opens things up a little bit for it. Yeah, I would have never survived if I actually had to. If I actually played them back in the day, I would have ran out of money very quickly with my personality. I would not have. Uh, I would have been poor very quickly. Of course, Bruce, he's been in it since what? You Humpty Dumpty? That was your first game, the first one flippers. No, 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 no. It was just a bagatelle. Okay, a bagatelle. Yes, yes. just with the pins in it. Because Bruce, Bruce has been collecting games since what the fifties, something yeah, like that. Yeah, feels okay. like it. Okay. <laughs> so now tell us about how you've started Buffalo Pimble and what you've done in, you know, in the past five years, actually. It's almost been five years, right? Four. League's at four right now. Yeah, well, we just had the um, the fifth Buffalo Pinball Open at my place yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of the genesis of Buffalo Pinball. I, I hosted the uh, first tournament back in April 2013. We had 30-some people at that tournament. You were there, Bruce. Kevin was there as well. Yep. And uh, after that, that, that fall of 2013, we started the first season of the league, which is, uh, you know, there's 20 some players and we would meet in homes, collectors homes once a month. And at that time, there was still no place to play on location in Buffalo. Uh, so we were just kind of dealing with the situation as it presented itself. Uh, then 
Pocketeer came along, so we've been able to start hosting tournaments there. You know, within those few years. Now nowadays we have actually three leagues. We have the team league, uh, which has sixty some players. We still have the Buffalo Pinball League, which is uh, at twenty six players, and now we have a selfie league, which we run every month. So uh, we're super busy. There's there's a lot of pinball. Things have changed dramatically from back in twenty eleven when you couldn't even find a pinball machine to now. Um, you know we've got a location where there's nearly fifty games and three leagues to choose from. So. Um, things have radically changed, and, and, it's, and it's been awesome. Been very grateful for the way things have shaped up, and, it, and it's really through the help of everybody in this community. Kevin, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing I can add is like even beyond the tournaments and, and gameplay and stuff like that, is we've we've kind of taken to how can we expand out beyond Western New York, and that's where Twitch and uh, the podcast have come in to kind of help us kind of spread the word and, and and share. You know, we've got game rooms with awesome games in them and it's it's great to be able to share them with the local community but through twitch and the podcast we're able to to reach out and um share these games with you know whoever wants to watch so uh we've been very uh grateful to be partnered with twitch it's a great opportunity for us to you know expand you know beyond western new york and kind of reach out to people who maybe didn't know pinball was still even being manufactured or even really a a viable hobby these days and I like that Kevin uses the word sharing because I think that's that's what we're all about. You know, hosting the tournament here yesterday, opening up my house to uh, the the local community to come over and play these games is very meaningful. Um, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, and then we're able to do that thanks to Twitch and share what we have with everybody else. So um, I remember when I got my first game of Iron Man, just introducing pinball to my friend Rob, um, my friend Phil, you know, and and teaching them, kind of showing them the passion, showing them that. Um, there are rules, there's things to do, and, and then watching them kind of get hooked and have that aha moment, and then it just kind of spread from one person. It's a, We were talking about this on our, our podcast on Monday, but it's, a, it's sort of like a very grassroots thing that um, um, we've been doing and just kind of expanding from there. And your website is? Just, I know we mentioned the Twitch feed and the other things, but I believe you can get to all of them through your website, which is? BuffaloPinball.com. Nice, simple, and easy. Bye. Nice and easy, yep. Yes, I like that. So you guys were talking about games and sharing, and it's great that we all do this. You know, we all open our houses up. We all, all three of us have done it, and then we're gonna get Ron doing that too. Hopefully, this this uh, this summer with his yeah, I tournament. Heard he, I heard he's starting a league too, right? Well, I'm 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 in a league. I actually did not I actually did not start the league. I just just came fr- back from there. Our our league of uh of roadshow one. But yes. <laughs> We have we have um, it's at a Excelsior Pub. They have a roadshow, which they they fixed for this week. It was pretty cool. It multi ball works now, and it has GI lighting. That's good. I can actually see the ball. And um, we had this was our second yeah our second meetup. So you had like maybe twelve people. That's awesome though. That's how things start, you know. Yeah, it it is it it is that the waiting is painful though when you will have just the one game. Yeah, that's that's the one thing, and at least it doesn't play too long, because if it was like Lord of the Rings or something, it would be, I don't think we'd be able to. to, to they, we do like three rounds per week, so you get to play three times, and I, I hope to see it expand. I already I talked to um, Tim, not our Tim, but another Tim, who runs the Albany League. Like if he ever wants another location or wants to play more games, then come on over. That's awesome. So let's hear your collections, guys. Uh, whatever one wants to go first, tell me what you got in your game room and what you want. 
Next. Go ahead, What's fine fine uh so i'm looking at my i'm down on my game room right now so we'll go from kind of left to right i've got a uh, walking dead premium which is my favorite game although after last night i don't know about oh. that might be going up for the auction block Ooh, <laughs> i'm gonna iron start man. debating <laughs> iron man the original one so that was my first game i got in 2011 and uh metallica pro uh big buck hunter uh fireball 2 i guess i'm looking around like i forgot uh countdown Jungle Lord, Harlem Globetrotters. I just got Bruce's 8-Ball Champ yesterday. Funny thing is, the first time I played that game, that actual game, I played 8-Ball Champ before. The first time I played that was in competition in my house. So <laughs> kind of <laughs> hilarious yesterday. I was kind of on equal footing with everybody else in my house for, for once. And then uh, <laughs> The Sopranos, which also came from Bruce, but that's Martha. She owns that one outright. And I, I, I share custody with a couple of pinball machines with Martha, who's my special lady friend and is on the streams with us. Yes. You got a couple upstairs, too. Oh, yes, you Kevin, you're right. Uh, so I got The Hobbit on loan from Jersey Jack Pinball. That's uh, leaving tomorrow, actually, because it's going to cool. be headed to Allentown, and we're supposed to be picking up uh, the Dialed In. That's going to be on. Um, well, people will be playing that one at Allentown, then it's coming up here uh, mm-hmm. for some, some streaming, but mostly because Kevin and I are doing the Nickel City Con on May 19th through 21st, which is a, a Comic-Con convention in Buffalo. So come on out to that if you guys are around. And then I've got a gorgeous, uh, absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, one of the best machines ever made, uh, Gotly Deadly Weapon. Uh, that's on as well from a generous uh, uh, viewer and uh, Buffalo Selfie League member, uh, Dave Konwitzka. I will actually say it played pretty good yesterday. Yeah. What? Did you I just... Did. Uh, Hold on. i got to mark this but it's on the... And it's a System 3 also, so guess what? Two birds and one stone. You know why he's saying that, Ron? He won. Yeah, that's, I, I figured that. I figured that. Let's see. Deadly weapon Bruce likes. So that and lights, camera, action. Only two yes. Gottliebs. Okay. Got it. Well, actually, and it's got amazing sound effects. It does. I'm sure it does. Domestic violence. <laughs> oh. And that's all I'm saying with that. Thank you, Bruce. All right. Is so it Kevin. my turn? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, we'll go old school. Uh, we got a vector, Bailey vector. Uh, spent a little time at uh, Club Bruce to get it, some repair work done. And it's got uh, ROMs from Ron, but I didn't quite get them working, so i got to figure out what's going on with that. Space Shuttle, Grand Lizard, a Adams Family that we talked about earlier, Doctor Who, Swords of Fury, Lion Man in the house, uh, Tron Pro, uh, Ghostbusters Pro, and a Jackbot. And soon to be something that Bruce just picked up today. Yes, yes. We'll <laughs> it's going to be a little while, though. But yeah, I've I've actually sold you both games, which is actually kind of really funny. With uh, yeah, Nick Tron. Couple, yeah, and you were Tron, and repaired a lot of your games. And I I like doing that also. So it's actually you know we all help each other out. You've actually made a lot of posters for me, Kevin, for my tournament. So yep, that's all, what it's all about, man. I've bought is. you a lot of subs. Yes, you have. It was very good yesterday. <laughs> we all have skills. So what's going on with the uh, the vector? I I put those ROMs in. Uh, and it's just like, it like killed a bunch of the sound effects. So I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Is the board jumpered for two 2732 ROMs? Mm, maybe not. Yes. I believe that's the only flavor they came in too. I, I had no option there when I burned those. Okay. So they're two, you have to jumper the board for two 2732 ROMs. Well, whatever, whatever's required. I know it, it requires, it involves jumpers. That much okay. I know. So about this later, Kevin, we can definitely. Yeah, they're in there. I just need to, to get them up and running now. So, 
Okay. Then we'll do we'll stream the updated rules on Twitch. That'll be fun. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, and it, it's so it's like a it's like a homebrew uh, version of the code that adds in a lot of the sound effects that were never used. So, and it also adds like a skill shot and a, a couple other features like that. So it'll be fun to fun to track check it out. Yeah, it has like voice calls supposedly that weren't used, if I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear some of that. So, what's on your want list, guys? Hmm. I would love an Aerosmith Pro. I mean, have I mentioned that? No, I've I heard that have before. I, have I, I said that maybe. at all? Huh. Okay, well, my birthday's coming up on May 26th, so um, if you guys want to get me something, there you go. There's a hint. <laughs> I, want a, uh, I want a um, Game of Thrones. No, I don't. I don't want a Game of Thrones. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I want a Viking. So yes, that'll that's, be coming. That's coming true soon. So that's that's really about it right now. I do really like uh, Aerosmith as well. That's a great game, but yes. I'm not in the market for uh, for a new Embossed game right now. Okay, Bruce, what are you looking for? And remember, this is, is we do have a time limit here, so you, you can't keep listing game after game after game. Just early, one. Just early, one. Early. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, well, we know we're getting something that's quick, and it has a lot of silver in it soon. Wow. Wow. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, there you go. Prospector. Yes, he figured prospector it out. Is it? He'll be getting Zach's prospector. It. It's silver and gold. Yes. Will you be gazing at the stars? Uh, eventually, hopefully, I have one in in the thing, and also uh, I have another project coming. I'm getting an Allentown. It's Fathom. Ah, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. that game's okay. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. You have one in the thing. What does that mean? One I don't, I don't want to know what the thing is. Actually, no. It is one like brewing. I'm trying to make the guy. He he wants to trade. I want to trade something else. So we're doing back and forth, but. What I've heard, the Stargazer is really nice, so it's home use only. Ooh, so. ooh, okay. So you so. you, you want to beat me out, basically? Of course, that's, that's of course. the name of it's, the game. Yeah, isn't it? that's it's all about a competition with Bruce, even when it comes to <laughs> games. He has to have better ones than me. Let's see, for me, uh, I'll say Dragon Fist. Yes, I want a Dragon Fist. Ron needs to take the fist more and more. Oh, why does he always <laughs> have to go there? I always go there. See, guys, what I have to deal with? I mean, just such this juvenile behavior. We know all like, about the criticisms. They don't oh. deal with it either? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it's not like our podcast starts with Beavis and Butthead or anything like that. No, not, not at all. <laughs> I don't know if you saw him dancing around during finals there but yesterday, but he was, he was at peak Bruce yesterday. You were dancing around? Okay, I got to watch the stream. I did not see the stream. You say that now, Ron. You say that now. Oh, <laughs> Well, I saw him. Wasn't he dancing at the uh, Domino's thing too? Yes, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. was it? Was it? Was it was... Not exactly. Well, Bruce, tell me about the award that you got last year. I did get the dancing award from Buffalo Pinball for the best dancer. Yes. So got a trophy and everything. And it's and it is it's a trophy and it's down in the basement, right in the front middle of the bottom shelf. <laughs> <laughs> well earned, sir. Well earned. Well earned. I'm trying to get. I'm Uncontested. trying to get it. You know, you get eventually. You know, but. It's a tough competition this year. So how was the Buffalo Open? It was a great show out. I think we only had one repair, actually. It was the uh, Snakes switch just screwed up a little bit. Other than that, everything worked really well. The the Snake switch on what? Uh, Metallica. Okay. Had a cold solder joint popped off when I did it a couple weeks ago. It lasted a couple weeks and then broke off. We resoldered it. Everything else worked great. Nick was the top qualifier. Yeah, that's usually my thing. I like to t- qualify at the top and then uh, fail in playoffs and, and finals. 
So did you accomplish your goal? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That doesn't even uh, phase me now. I'm used to it. Kevin, how did you do? Um, I was kind of up and down throughout the day. I, I don't, For some reason with match, but I always tend to start slow. And then I kind of ramp up over the day. But by the by the time the end of qualifying comes around, it, I wasn't quite quite high enough to uh, get in. I ended up finishing 10th, I think. Okay. So not too bad, right, we'll but, see. you know. It freed me up to uh, run around and, and set up the stream and, and broadcast and stuff. So there's a benefit was, to that as well. I was going to say, Kevin did an uh, excellent job on the commentary. So if you guys watch that, it's on our YouTube channel. There's a uh, commentary from Kevin. Martha jumped in the commentary booth, did a good job. And then uh, Joe Cherubino uh, did as well. So Joe did a great job. Yep. Joe's, Joe's really good with rules on uh, on all the games where I might not be. So <laughs> I, need that, I need that backup. Just a word of warning. It's not suitable for work. At least the audio portion isn't. Really, I don't Lane. remember hearing some swears from some people. Did you hear anything, Kevin? No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I saw some headphones getting thrown. It was. Oh yes, <laughs> they didn't get thrown. They fell off. Oh, they got just, thrown. They <laughs> conveniently fell off at the end of a frustrating game. Yeah. By some uh, curse words, I think. Yes. So, so Bruce, with the power of your new eyes. Yes. Where did you place? I uh, qualified third. So the qualifying went down as this. Uh, Nick got the top qualifier, and uh, Ryan, I'm not, I'm probably going to screw up his name's Lomick. You got it. Hey, was uh, second qualifier, and both of those guys got the first round by. And the second, and for the first round for the top, it was th- me as number three. It was uh, Todd Broche, right? Mm-hmm. Very cool. While you're ahead. You're doing great. Uh, <laughs> number five is uh, was uh, Zach, our own famous Zach. And number six was uh, Jason. We played three games. I got to drive the bus. We picked three classics, which I know everyone was probably happy about. Eight Ball Champ, Harlem Globetrotters, and Ron. I picked Countdown. Yeah. You said you've liked that in the past. But another Gottlieb. See, so yeah. I'm proving the Gottlieb. A little bit of love. A little bit of love. Jason and I both moved on, and we got to face Nick and Ryan. And Jason... Came through with flying colors and crushed. He actually had nine points out of three games. So, you know, it was, it was scoring a 4-2-1-0. So he really did well. Uh, Ryan came in second. I came in third. And Nick came in fourth. So it was good. It was a great tournament. Run really well. Game's perfect, honestly. Nick, congratulations. You had, a you know, the game selection and the game workings were top-notch. Thank you. It was very nice. So, uh but I haven't seen the feed yet, so I get to see my. I haven't seen myself dance yet. I'll put the link up on uh, our uh, Facebook page. Also. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. It's on Twitch right now. Hopefully, by the time this podcast comes out, I'll have it on YouTube. I, it was posted up there, but the audio is out of sync, so I had to pull it down. So I'll figure out what's going on there and then get it back up. So Bruce, was since you've had the glasses, what has been like a, a first, a second, and a third, something like that? First, a third, and then I fifth. So the glasses are helping. Glasses are helping. So while you guys were in your tournament, I was playing in the Catskill Classic at Howard Levine's house, trying to win the uh, Indonesian, the evil Indonesian pin, uh, pin of doom. It is. Bowling pin of doom, which I've held on two other occasions. I, I usually play good at his house for whatever reason. He has mostly, I think the newest game he has is Flintstones, and that was broken. The next newest he has is Simpsons, the original, like from 1990. So pretty much everything older, lots of EMs. 
very heavy bowling theme to a lot of the games. Wasn't Howard's father a bowl, professional he bowler? Was, uh, Howard's father was a professional bowler. So when you go to his, his place, he's got like a lot of seating, and it's all like from a bowling alley, like the bowling alley type seats. And he has for the shelves, he has like, you know, like where the, the racks for the bowling balls, like the alley balls were, or are, he has those as like shelves. So it's a very, very cool environment. And it, we did the, basically all match play. It was all match play, and then the, I think, top eight get to go on to the playoffs. So I finished last in my group the last two rounds and, and, ended, up, did. and ended up ninth just out of the playoffs. Good job, Ron. So just out of the money, Ron. Failure. Just out of the money, Ron. Oh, that pissed me off. That really pissed <laughs> me you, off. I, <laughs> I was not happy because, you know, one of the games was Kingpin, which is a single-player and it had a very tight tilt. It's one of those tilt ends game ones. Oh. And I I had like 30k on that and ended up last. I played that four or five times after the tournament, and I don't think I got over 30k, so I wasn't feeling too bad about that. But I played Simpsons. I didn't get over a million. And I played it three times after the tournament. I got three million, four million, and six million in consecutive yeah, games. So I was quite upset. That just ticked me off. And the winner of the tournament was our very own Tim Sexton. Yeah, Tim Balls. Tim Balls, as he was trying to get his rig working. Although he wasn't actually televising the finals, because there's, there's really, it's not feasible in Howard's Place. The, there's not enough room to move the rig around. So he put it on, um, and I don't know if I'm saying this right, Bruce will correct me. It's a Sonic game, Cans, or Cons, uh. as in like the Con Film Festival. Yes. So we had it on there all night. We were playing that. So if you check out Tim Ball's stream, you'll see that. We had some issues with um, internet speed at mm. Howard's place. We had some... He had to fiddle around with the uh, the rig. Well, Howard is in the boonies. Howard is... Yeah, let's put it this way. When I left his house, I counted at least eight deer. And then when I got to the actual town area, I had to stop because a bear crossed the road. Oh, a excellent. bear. Yes. If Bruce is saying somebody lives out in the middle of nowhere, you know it's yes. for real. Yes. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yeah, it's it, Bruce is in he he's Bruce is in the city compared to this. Honestly, dirt roads, single lane dirt roads oh on top of a mountain. Yep, <laughs> that's legit. Yep, and you get close to his place, and, and the cell signal is dies. If you go, if you you have to put your like arm all the way up in the air and look up, and maybe you'll get one X on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Or it's great, depending on what you're looking for. Yeah, if you want privacy, you if got you want that privacy, down. you you got privacy, man. The bear thing, though, that threw me for because it wasn't even at, like in the rural area. It's when you pass through like a small town, and he's like crossing the street. And I first that's like, man, that's a big dog. <laughs> but uh, no, that's not a dog. It's a freaking bear. Maybe he's going to the bank or something. I don't know. Maybe he was. Which one are you guys both going to Allentown? I am not. I'm going to Allentown. Martha so and I were fail, Kevin. Yep. Good Nick. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in grad school, and it's the end of the semester. And as soon as that's over, it's going to be game on for pinball. So it's just like crazy couple weekends ahead. So just bad timing. You've done really well at the tournaments down there, Nick, at uh, Allentown. Thanks. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the tournament. I enjoyed being down there. So you know, I've had some success. Well, hopefully, I could do it again. Now, Martha. Martha's had more success than I have. Uh, she's the back-to-back Liddy's Classics champion, so uh, she's going for a three-peat. 
Very, yeah, it'll be cool to see. I I can't wait for that show. I know. Are you getting anything, Nick, or uh, parts or anything you're looking for? No, I'm not. I'm not in the buying right now. I like going down the show because it's 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 a lot of things that I like. You know, uh, it's it's a good tournament. It's a pinball show. Uh, the vendors show up there. They bring new machines, so like dialed in's going to be there. You know, there's a lot of newer Sterns there as well. All the vendors come there. There's that. What is it? The uh, the farmers market across the street. So you've got that as well. A lot of folks that we know go down to the show, and um, I also get to see my folks because I. They live in Binghamton, so I, I pass them along the way, and I come back and I spend a day with them. That, to me, makes Allentown my, my favorite show because there's a lot of things coming together. And you just say you were picking up the dialed-in, right? We are picking up the dialed-in. So, yeah, technically, I, I am bringing that up. How, how could I forget that? Come on. So Ron will be at your house. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to playing it down there, too. I really am. And have you played, played it before, Bruce? No, I have not. I oh, have wow. not. So I'm you really looking to see what you think. Bruce refuses to stand in line. Uh, no, since I'm a vendor, I'll just walk up and beforehand. That's oh, that's true. That's true. So uh, you want to go into news? You mean a piece of news? Piece of news. I want to hear a piece of news. This is going to be piece of news for now on. Alien Ellie art was released by Highway Pinball. Did you guys look at it? See it at all? Yeah, it's got like the Tron ramp lights. Yes, Tron ramp lights. It has a. Uh, Beautiful hand-drawn back glass, but now you have the, quant- the, the problem of, do I get the back glass or the translate, or do I get the full monitor or the half monitor? Yeah, that's true. It does kind of like throw a wrench in the works. Oh, yeah, bit. yeah. That's, so what are the different op- options? Do they, do they still all offer like the really small one in the head? Yeah. Or, okay. They offer the small, the big, and then all, or just the translate. Oh, man. That just doesn't seem to be a good idea. It seems like they'd have to stock too many different types of parts to do all that. Yeah, I've seen the big display, uh, the big like full-screen backlash on uh, full throttle. And it's like they just took the art the, or the graphics that were designed for the small yeah. display and like throw them on a, up on a huge screen. So I don't think it, it might be better on Alien. I haven't seen Alien in person, but I think, I think the small screen in the backlash would be good, good enough. Hopefully we see that this weekend. I hope so. But, well, you know, what is going to be there? was there last year, though, so maybe there's a good chance. Yeah, I hope he gets one. I hope he has one there because it makes sense for him to show his customers because most of his customer base, I know he does all over the country, but most of his customer base is in the Northeast. It would be a smart move for him to make, can, you know, appease his customers saying, look, it's coming, look. So I hope he does have Alien. So have you played Alien yet, Nick? I haven't played it, no, and I, I know Pocketeer, uh, the owner, told me that he's got one coming. He didn't say one. I thought he would have had one by now, from, but this is a, a conversation a couple months ago, so I, I'm going to reserve judgment until I actually play the game at this point. Yeah. It, it's not a theme that I, I, I love or dislike, you know, so it doesn't. I can kind of just approach it objectively, so to speak, um, and hopefully I can, I can render judgment uh, you know, this weekend at Allentown. I will say they have. I mean, they've addressed at least the main, the main playability issue that came up at Expo last year was the left ramp. You would hit the left ramp, it would go up, and then just kind of stop. Kept getting stuck, having issues. So they completely redesigned the left ramp, so it flows nice now. Except when it exits the, that area, and then it's supposed to go in the in lane, but instead, it, it's a lot of times it seems to just kind of hit. And I think you, yeah, you guys had. Um, Ed Robertson on, on your, your podcast. And mm-hmm. he, he had the exact same issue, like when he described it, where it comes off the left ramp, 
instead of taking the in lane, it just kind of hits the middle and then goes in the out lane. And that, and that is, I experienced that firsthand. That did keep happening. So I, I hope they have something to address that. Is that something you think you could like just uh, tweak the ramp a little bit? I and don't make know it because the in lane better or is it not cause, adjustable? Cause, yeah, because it doesn't really, it doesn't have a, like a wire form or anything that feeds the in lane directly. It kind of just drops the ball and it's supposed to take the in lane, except it wasn't taking the in lane, which is really annoying. Especially when you're a multi-ball and you keep hitting the ramp and you keep draining, and all, and then yeah, you, that sucks. Yeah, that that did suck. But we'll we'll see what they come up with. Yeah, I haven't played it yet either. But uh, the theme, I like the theme. I you know the alien kind of movies are always always cool, and it's a I, it's a great universe to build a, a pinball machine in. So yeah, I hope they uh, knock it out of the park because you know it'd be awesome to see Highway really take off. It looks fantastic. I'll say that. I I hope two things. I hope it's there, and I hope the lock mechanism works. Uh, I don't think it's going to yet. And it's not I don't think it's going to yet. Oh, come on. It's been out because like a year and a half. Actually, another podcast was talking about the guy who actually got the game from Texas. He still hasn't received his board yet. Okay. For those wondering what we're talking about, when you hit the, the main lock, it's supposed to stop the ball, and then the alien opens its mouth, and then the tongue thing comes out and grabs it. And it looks cool as hell, at least in the uh, promotional video they did. Yeah, they made this great promo video. They yeah. got everybody hyped to see yep. it, and then every show it's been to since it hasn't worked. It so hasn't worked. Like yeah, I mean, in Texas, it was just disabled. Like, I, yeah. I played the thing once, and that's all I went for was the target in the center because I knew that's what you had to hit to activate the lock. And I hit it, and eventually you turn green. Like, ooh, okay, something's going to happen. I hit it, and the magnet stops it dead. He opens his mouth, and nothing happens. And the multiball <laughs> just started. It's like, damn it. I want to see the tongue. That sounded weird. I'll, I'll, oh my. I'll, I'll regress, sorry. Continue. So what did you guys think of the artwork and the side art? Did you guys see? Uh, yeah, I saw the backlash was awesome. I saw it was yes. still like pending approval, though, so hopefully it gets yeah. it gets passed as is or, you know, with minimal uh, modifications. And the side art, yeah, it had a little more going on. Like the standard just has like the alien yeah. name on the side, and this has got a little more artwork to it. So it's cool. I like the, I like the little uh, cutout lit up yes. artwork on the side, but... If you put it in a row, you're not going to see it anyway, so it's like, okay. If it's at the end of a row on location, though, that'd look awesome. It'd look really good. I agree. So what's the price difference between the standard and the LE? Uh, $6,250 for the regular, and I think it's $7,700 for the, or $8,000, $8,000 for the LE. I don't okay. think it's worth it. Yeah, and it's just a, well, it's got the ramp lights and then the art ramp. on the back glass and the side. That's the only difference, yeah, right? That's it, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be for, like, your alien super fan, I bet, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if we did one of our, you know, how much we think it costs, I don't think it comes out to that big of a price difference to, to do a back glass. And, well, you could argue the... the it's a translite. It's a translite. Oh, it's a translite. Okay, sorry. So even worse. The 6250, though, if that thing, if that thing plays good, that's probably when your better bargains out there, I think. Agreed. As far as a full-feature game. And guess what we get to play at Allentown, boys? We get to see, at least. Houdini. Ooh. No, I did not know that. Yes, Joe, uh, Joe uh, Newhart announced it a couple days ago that Houdini will be at Allentown. Sweet. With Joe Bowser sitting there. And Balser. Answering Joe Balser. <laughs> Joe Bowser is the guy from Super Mario Bros., isn't it? <laughs> That's it. Thank you. See? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, you, never, you never get his name right. And I think it's a pretty easy name. But uh, he is going to be there answering questions, and they're going to have the Houdini there. I don't know to play. It should be, so that'll be pretty cool also. Play it for me, because I'm not going to stand in line. 
So play it for me, Bruce. Another thing, JJP, he started making his lineup for uh, Dialed In. The line is starting to look like it's ready to start building. Dialed In's. Yeah, he posted on his Facebook that the line is, is ready to go, and they're going to start cranking out the Dialed In. So I'm excited. Yes, I'm actually starting to think like, hey, this might actually happen. Ooh, Wait, oh, so you'll have to admit you're wrong? No, 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 because how long did it take for Wizard of Oz when we were there at the line, and then the first machine actually shipped? Well, they said spring. So technically, if if, if it's before the first day of summer... June which, 19th? Yep. So if it's before then, then you're wrong, and you have to admit you're wrong. Yeah, and if I'm not? Well, then you're right again. So what else is there, right? About yeah. It's exciting, though. You know, that's a game that, like, Nick and I have been lucky enough to play, and it's it's super... And, Ron, you played it, too, right? It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah, the shots are just outstanding, yeah. and the theme, like, people are like, oh, man, the theme, it's weird. And But when you play it, it, it really comes together, and it's fun. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited that more people will be able to play it. For people who like Williams, it's like Williams never went away. Yep, that's exactly what it is. I mean, what, what do you guys think of this? Am I the only one who actually liked the theme? I like the theme. I do. I do too. Yeah. I mean, everyone was like, God. See, I was there when it was unveiled at Expo. In the Pinside Storm, when that thing was unveiled, they shit on that game so badly. I, I just, yeah, and I'm, I'm playing the thing, and it's like, this thing plays awesome. This thing is fantastic. I, I just. That's why nobody does original themes anymore, because people want something they already know and understand. And when you have to, like, Jersey Jack's had this game all over, you know, to all these shows just so people can actually play the game and see how great it is. And, and you know, it's kind of the same thing that happened with America's Most Haunted. It was really slow to start with sales, and then people played, and they're like, oh, this is really fun, and then they sold out. So I, I, I imagine it's going to be kind of similar for uh, for Dialed In as well. I really wish we had the technology of social media and, and Twitch and live broadcasting when Future Spawn was revealed to the audience. So you could just capture their odd excitement. <laughs> The spa Age. of the future. Age like, look at that mustache. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I nailed it. Or hot dogging. Oh, skiing oh, yeah. theme. What a fantastic idea. Yes, that will appeal to the general public. Yes. <laughs> Especially those in the South who ski a lot. So I get to pick up an Aerosmith LE at Allentown. You do. Hopefully I do. It, uh, it's not like bursting at the seams, if you will. I hope not it's bursting at the seams either. Yeah. What do you guys think of that? The whole cabinet issue, like they 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 forgot how to build cabinets now. It's, I mean, it's it's unfortunate because we you know we talk about the the way prices have have gone up on pinball machines and yet quality's gone down. And, and how do you, as a consumer, not complain about that? How are you not frustrated by that? And listen, it's it's got to be frustrating to Stern. I understand uh, they have two cabinet manufacturers who are doing this now, so they contract out and somebody you know fails on them, and and that sucks for them, right? All you can say is I hope that they make it right. I hope I wish they would be a little more public in talking about some of their problems because I, I don't see them communicating a lot of this. And I know there's a debate, oh, should you say something, should you not say something? But to not hear something seems like they don't care. But I will say that I've, I've had problems with their games, but they've always made it right. So, you know, that's how you fix things. That's one way. And then not having problems in the first place is the other way. Well, a much better way and much more efficient way. They did acknowledge... The ghosting. Yeah, finally. Well, yeah, I was there. That was at Expo. No, it wasn't fantastic. fantastic. It wasn't fantastic. 
that Steve, Rich, Steve, Steve Ritchie was at Pentastic. He acknowledged there were issues. Yes. And he didn't say. And then when I was at Expo, Gary Stern actually at the very end when he was done, he's like, "One more thing," you know. And 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 he basically said, you know, we've had some issues and tried to downplay. It's not as widespread as everyone says it is, and we will we'll make it right. And, you know, the, the typical stuff. But he did acknowledge it. So it's not like it was it was a big enough issue that it actually did get acknowledged. I'm curious if this will receive the same treatment. Yeah, you can understand the frustration. You know, you drop five thousand dollars on a <laughs> a recreational device for your house. You want it to you want it to work well. Yeah, uh, you don't want to have to be replacing decals and gluing cabinets back together and things like that. So, did, did who who has confirmation that there's two different cabinet manufacturers? You hear this stuff on Pinside. Do we have any proof evidence? I've not no. gotten it yet, but no, that's just the rumor. Yeah, that's, that's hearsay. That's the, yeah. the right. Because at least with the playfields, they were like completely different stamping on the one set of play fields. So at least you could say, like, you know, it was different. Instead of the usual stamp that was Churchill Cabinets always puts on them, they had, like, handwritten stamps on them. So you could tell, you could see which one you had. Um, but, I mean, it, other than a rumor on Pinside, I, I'd like to actually have someone of concrete evidence, because Churchill Cabinets has been doing them for ever. Yes. I mean, I believe they do Jersey Jack's Cabinets. They do Spooky's Cabinets. So, I mean, but they're built to spec, and I can tell you Stern has definitely changed their spec. Because after we did our podcast last week, I checked out some of my Stern cabinets. I went from Terminator 3, so that's in 2003, to my Metallica, which I got at the end of last year. And the corners on all those cabinets are the same. Like where they come together. This is where the issue supposedly is, at the corners. Yep. Uh, I checked my Ghostbusters, and it is noticeably different in the way the corners come together. There's like a big chunk of wood that's like not there. Like you could stick your finger up into it before you hit yep. more wood. And it, it's definitely different than all the other games. So at least the, game the, had it same way. this spec was changed at some point. I could say that at least concrete. So if you heard, like I've heard, uh, we've talked about it on our show. Like if you get a certain like Williams like bracket, that, that might help something like that. Have you tried any of that? Yeah. And, um, uh, well, I've seen it. I, I'll be selling the Ghostbusters, so hopefully I won't have to deal with it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the, the, I was looking at that, the bracket again, they really do have a small bracket in there. Oh, and it's a, it's a, it's a small piece of metal. Yeah, it's that's a small like piece of metal. It's, it's like the, the type they would have used, they used on older games. Yes, but um, yeah, I showed that to my father actually this morning when he came over. I was showing the, the difference, and the, the yeah. So the Williams has like the big ass leg bracket on there. So unfortunately, if you bought this five to seven thousand dollar game, yes, you probably should put these on to protect your investment, which is insane to have to say that. That's utterly ridiculous. No doubt. Yeah, and if it's if it's like one thing, it's it's I think more forgivable, but. They've had numerous problems in the last few years. It just it seems to be never ending. And I think at some point you're like, okay, what is going on here? You know, in this quest to kind of save, you know, pennies, you're 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 doing more harm than good, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, we, we built this new mech for Aerosmith, this this toy box, and it has all these issues. This is like this is a cabinet. We haven't changed this thing in twenty years. Yeah, it's right. a, a fundamental piece. Yeah, like, we I mean, should have that down by now. Yeah, it should you, not be an issue. Yes. I mean, they've changed the back box. You can say that. It's now metal, and they've changed the you know design a little bit. But the cabinet is the same. It's the same from my like my T3 up to my Metallica. Why is it? Why does it have to change now? I don't, I, I don't understand. I don't get it. 
it seems like a cost-cutting measure, but you know, we're not in the in the factory, so who knows yeah, for sure. Who knows? Yep. Who knows? A couple more things I wanted to bring up with you guys. What are your thoughts on the dollar for uh, IFPA, and what did you think about Bowen's comments this week? I'll I'll, I'll take this one first. <laughs> Kevin, you're off the hook for a moment. You can right, you I'll, can I'll think of the, the, the tactful answer. Uh, well, let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about just the uh, the dollar in general. When I heard this, I I didn't have a problem personally. It didn't raise any alarms. It's only a dollar. I'm, I sort of I sort of fall into that camp. It's only a dollar. You can either charge people a dollar more, or you pay it out from the prize pool money. Either seem valid options to me. Uh, most players won't really even know or care about it. You know, you have kind of a bell curve of players who are coming to tournaments. They won't even think about, won't even, won't even care about it, won't even know it's an issue. My bigger problem, though, being in Buffalo, New York, is that it feels like yet another a, a kind of like a tax. So the dollar from each player is going to go into a pool for the New York State Finals. Well, the New York State Finals are always in New York City, which is seven hours from Buffalo. So financially expensive to go down there, let alone the fact that it's harder for us to get into uh, the New York State Finals, given the just the quantity of tournaments down in New York City. So that was kind of frustrating before that happened. But now when you add a dollar on to us being in New York and Buffalo, it, it raises the issue that I think the IFPA state finals should move around the state where, where there are viable locations to host it. And then where there is at least a good number of players to play. And then I, then I would absolutely have no problem with the dollar. To Bowen's comments, I mean, what, what Bowen lays out in his arguments, I can, I can totally see that. Yes. And I mean, he, what he says makes a valid sense to me. And, um, you know, I didn't think of that at first, but it's, it's hard not to agree with that. So I'm, I'm glad this is, this is not uh, really drama that I'm involved in, so I can kind of just tap out. But um, I, I'd be more concerned, and I can only hope that maybe they move the state finals around, at least for New York. And there's got to be other states that are in situations like we are. I think uh, we're the only one that's actually had it in the same area for four years straight. Fortunately. And well, the good thing is now Fran- Francisco is actually who is our New York state rep is thinking about Ron's house. But the thing is, I don't think they'll ever have it in an area where it'll be that inconvenient for New York city people to go to. Yeah. I that's, agree. That's, Should be that's, that's going to be the issue. I mean, I up can't, north. yeah, I can't even see him. I mean, maybe Syracuse, maybe they would go that far. I don't know. The thing is a lot of them don't have cars. But my, my, I guess my only my only question to that is why not why? ever have it outside of that, right? There's not a, a okay. You don't have a car. I didn't drive. Kevin and I hopped on a plane to go down there. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not a valid excuse to always have it in New York City. I can't think of one good reason to not move it around the state. As long as you have a place that can host it, and you have a certain number of players who are playing in tournaments, not players who are ranked in the top 16, but at least players who are playing in tournaments, because again, we can't compete with New York city by default. So you can't say, well, look, our top 16 players, they're located in New York city. Well, of course they are. When you have more tournaments and you have uh, yes. more IFPA points, of course you are. So I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> it's frustrating. It's frustrating. There, there is a certain, uh, I don't know how I can say this delicately, a certain, a certain attitude, you know, that that exists that permeates in NYC that you know we are NYC and that that's it we're NYC we're we're the center there's 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 New York and then there's upstate which is insane when you think of literally <laughs> it's the entire state of New York other than this small section on the bottom is considered 
upstate. I can't think of any other state where that applies like that, that kind of term. And it's just, it's going to be the convenience factor for them getting there that will decide where it goes. And that's, that's unfortunate. It is. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in on this is um, to give a di- slightly different perspective. It's like, I, I've heard um, Josh Sharp on other podcasts talking and he came on yours too, right? And talked yes, about this. Did. Yep. And uh, he, I like his thoughts about like, let's see where this goes. Let's see how it goes. Uh, mm-hmm. We need something to kind of push pinball to the next level. And if this is the thing that does it, then I think it's a it's a good use of this dollar per player. I mean, the the service that IFPA provides is certainly worth a dollar per tournament to me, you know, to for all the time and effort they put into keeping track of all these rankings, whatever, no problem. And, you know, you look at things like esports and they're just they have like these million dollar tournaments and these ridiculous production values. And I'd love to see some of that happen for pinball uh, and it's got to start somewhere. So I, I, I laud them for, for taking the initiative and uh, you know, let's, we got the feedback. Like a lot of attention came on Papa this year because I sure won. And it was like, Oh man, this 13 year old won this world championship of pinball. And then they look at the broadcast and for, for people like us, the broadcast is awesome. We know these games, we know these people. And so we understand the situation they're in. We've, a lot of us have played at Papa. Um, so we don't need the, the baby step, like here's what's happening, here's where they stand, all those sorts of things. But I'd love to see it get to that level of a, like a real broadcast quality production. And if if we if this can help do that, and I don't know if that's what this money is going to go towards, or if it's just going to jack up the prize pool for the top players, and and that's that's what it's going to be. But uh, I'd like I'd love to see something push competitive pinball up a level. Yeah, I I agree with the the Papa broadcast thing. I didn't realize they actually because I didn't see any of it. But I guess they didn't use the usual software they they used either, where they used to have like, you know, the like maybe a headshot and the person's name and that kind of thing on there. I guess that that wasn't there this year, or or you know, running counts of the games, who's ahead, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like Carl D'Angelo's software. Yeah, yeah, Carl D'Angelo's yes. basically yeah his software for the the video and for the actual tournament. I mean, I was at the I was at the show and I don't. I mean, Nick was there too. Maybe you could speak to this. I mean, some of the. Like, who won Classics 3? Like, oh, I don't know. I'll have to ask around to find out who won it because, like, it just – the results weren't there. Or, like, what what's the running count on the, the matches? Well, they had, like, a little, you know, like a thing they were writing it on in front of it, but it wasn't, like, online or, like, on the video screen anywhere where it had been in previous years, and I was kind of surprised about that. They're they're in transition. I mean, they pop the Papa folks used a brand new software this year, which was much better for for queuing. Yes, it and was. you gotta you gotta you gotta remember. I mean, what the Papa folks are focused on are, are running an excellent tournament. You know, the, the top notch tournament, and they succeed at that. Secondary is is streaming uh, the competitions, and they're trying to do both. What they need to do is, and I'm not saying this is easy, but if there's a pool of money to hire a production team to focus purely and have the sole responsibility of putting on a a top level production that's what needs to happen and until that can happen you're gonna have you're gonna have this which is it's good for the pinball community but as kevin was saying from an outside perspective it's not up to par with with other things going on right like big buck hunter those tournaments it's a very slick production value league of legends very slick production value there's got to be a lot more money going to that and it's professional uh production companies doing that i can imagine yeah i agree completely you guys brought that up on your podcast that the fact that you don't have like 
the people running like in a sports venue, the people like the coach of the team or the people running the game aren't the same ones covering the game because that would right. be insane. And and it would it, it is a shame because you had a you had a great story there, like thirteen year old winning like if 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 you had like a really top notch production like coverage of that you really could have made something out of that, I think anyway. I think it, it it gets better. They you know there's steps forward each each time we we go out and you know I know Nick and I we try to improve like we take what we did. How can we improve on it next year? And I know the Papa guys do that too. They they stepped up the the quality of their their video equipment. And, uh, you know, if we can take something like a dollar per player throughout the year and, and push it up to the next level, hopefully we can, we can do that. I'd be all for that. I chip in for a production company to take a crack at it. I'd like to see what it looked like. There was one more thing IFP announced yesterday. Did you guys see it? I don't think so. Bruce Nightingale, new president? Nope. Nope. There's now going to be challenge matches. You can actually challenge another player in IFPA a seven best of seven series and the winner and the second person will be the loser. And you can put 365 challenges, one per day per your, say your spouse or your friend and get the points for it. So we could turn Brody even pinball into an IFPA event. You could. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm challenging yes. Jay fair brother. <laughs> oh, man. Called it, called it. <laughs> Damn it. But you got to pay your dollar too. You know what? There's really no um, no upside to this. I beat him. People are going to shrug their shoulders and say, of course you beat him. If, for yeah. God help, Jay beats me, then there's a really a huge downside. So there's exactly. no point to it. Exactly. Right. But yes, this is the new thing that's coming out in 2018. So wait a minute. So dollar. So that's for each person, right? So that's $2 a tournament? Yes, that's $2. $2 yep. a tournament. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So it's going to be $2 and you challenge for each person. It has to be in the calendar. To get half a point? Not even, I don't think. I don't I, know how I mean, much you would. And how's the calendar going to look with all these challenges? Are you even going to be able to read the yeah. calendar? Do you know why they're doing this, or what nope, was um, what was outlined? Uh, it says back in twenty uh, December twenty eleven, the IFPA announced an implementation of IFPA rating system for twenty twelve. Currently, uh, they do an unmodified version of the Glico rating system. We're excited to announce that starting in twenty eighteen, we'll officially be accepting IFPA challenge matches as part of the IFPA rating system. Two players compete head to head. Both players must be an IFPA player. Matches must be the best of seven. Higher seed has the game choice or position for game one, and loser gets the choice of either or. No game can be played twice unless there's no other machines to be made, you know, picked. Match must be submitted to IFPA calendar, so, re- so the results may be submitted. No 30-day rule will be in effect for these IFPA challenges. So you can do it in the morning of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, uh, I, I, I want to play is, a suppressed player. How does that work? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't work. Uh, AIPA rating rankings will be impacted for both. Uh, it'll go towards event counts also. And you can actually probably bump up your uh, ranking system and your, you know, your rating, you know. Uh, just, uh, I don't know about this one. This one. We'll see. Seems- we'll see. I think time will tell. I, I mean, the, I, I, I just want to understand the reason. I don't, I don't know how, how it's going to work, but we'll see. Be interesting. I like that they try things. Yeah, I do, but... I, I will call IFPA out for one thing. You know, they announced the new rating system, like, on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. which I, I, I got on Josh for that. But what I, I didn't realize till recently, what they were doing is, if you were a suppressed player, say you're like Bowen, like, I don't want to be part of the 
the ratings anymore. Or and there's there's other ones other than him. If you went to their page or what was previously their page, mm. you got a gif of like someone crying. Yes, you did. Yeah. Which I believe not they, anymore. Not anymore. No. Yeah, that's not cool. the backlash. Cause, that's cause, not cool. Because Bowen brought no, that well. up. And it made it sound like it was like his page, but it, it actually was any suppressed player was getting that. Yes. So yes. they they pulled that. Because I was I in in Howard's tournament, I was playing with a certain suppressed player. Yes. Who did very well. Of course, Itali plays great. No. Oh. Let's just say oh, his name. It, no, he, he. No, no, not the towel, his name. The Itali. towel might have been retired. He had no towel. I know. I didn't see it there. He had no towel. He was he was dressed like he had a dress pants on and a, and a nice collared shirt. He had no towel. He's totally clean shaven. I literally didn't recognize him. <laughs> they said he's here. Like, where? I don't see him. He's right in front of you, Ron. Oh, where's the towel? <laughs> so obviously he doesn't need the towel to perform well. So, uh, Ron, what did you do today besides your league? Uh, did I do anything? Am I supposed to? Are you leading me somewhere? And I, I have no idea what I'm somewhere, of course. Oh, are you okay? Um, I didn't really do anything today, Bruce. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I drove 15 hours for another Viking. Because you're <laughs> you're insane. Why would you do that? Uh, somebody on his podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pointed it out to him, and I said, "Well, let's make something work here." And so we're working on it. We're working on it. So I'm going to actually get this working for Kevin, and I get the backlash out of it. He gets my old backlash, and he gets a Viking that's going to work. So I drove all the way to, all the way to Rhode Island for this Viking. Jesus, you, you guys need help, man. That's the pinball life. Oh, oh, is that a new reality show? The pinball life <laughs> instead of my surreal <laughs> life, my pinball life. Yes. They just follow Bruce around as he picks up games. I see. There's a new uh, thread on uh, Pinside, the Mod Reverse Club. The Mod <laughs> Reverse Club. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> People who uh, buy these modded games and they reverse the mods out of them. It can be anything from LEDs all the way up to true blue mods. That's kind of great, actually. I can appreciate that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so are you a member, Bruce, with the 8-Ball Champ? I am a full-fledged member. You replaced all the LEDs with incandescent bulbs? Yes. But there were, I, I saw a picture today. Somebody sent me a gift today, didn't they? But the Q-Ball Wizard picture? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a... Don and Jeff from the Pinball Podcast, they have a, an Instagram uh, account. It's called Purple Pinball. And they it's mostly like when people take uh, uh, GI and turn it all purple. And the game just looks, looks flooded purple. But this was a, uh, a cue ball wizard. Which just like somebody just took the sample pack from like Comet and threw it in the back with no care for <laughs> where any of the lights li- lined up in, in regards to the art. So it was, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, my April champ when I first got it was pretty bad also, you know, I had to change it. But yeah, they were just talking about people are actually telling on the on the side pin that uh, they uh, they actually sell these mods to make more money for buying more pins, which I like. That's a great idea. Yeah, mods are, like, mods are a very personal kind of thing. So you, you mod a game to your taste. Uh, some people like to, to go all out and throw everything in and some just like a few select things. So. If you can pull a couple pieces out and sell them, why not? I think the most modded game I ever did was actually your Tron. Yeah, yeah, because you you did the ramp lights, you did yep. the uh, under playfield rails, you did the the apron, yep. the the arcade cabinet. Yep. 
that's but I I like doing the I like doing the uh at the lockdown bar and the rails because mm-hmm. it's just for maintenance. I like that a lot better. Yep. And then I went and I threw like a hundred other mods in it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mind that either. You know, uh, you yeah. know, certain certain ones are good. Certain ones certain are just games. Like, it depends on the game. It does. It really does. All right. Quick question: What was the most modded game you ever saw? Hmm. I know mine. Was at one of the expos. They had a Twilight Zone there. Oh God! Yeah. And it had so many mods on it. I don't know how much the playfield I could see. They had every toy, everything you could possibly imagine, and more in this game. Well, in their defense, there's not much on that game to begin with. <laughs> yeah. I know. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> That deadly weapon. I don't know which one has the least amount of mods. <laughs> the uh, Lisa Adams family has a bunch of mods in it. Oh God, it does. <laughs> it, it was to the point where it's like, man, it's starting to like block my shots, and I can't really see around this TV thing and stuff. So uh, I try to put mods in that don't interfere with gameplay or functionality because it was actually drawing down his five volts. Yeah, that's a problem too. Yeah. You got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. So. Uh... I got one more thing, and then we'll go to the game you like, game you hate. Ron. Yes, sir. I think I figured out your name for your tournament. Okay, what's the name for my tournament? Star. Star? Yep, star. Just star. The star tournament. Yep. That's terrible. No, it's not. (laughs) Is it supposed to stand for something? Is it like S period, T period, A period, R period? Well, you can put slam, tilt. Already rocks, you know. We can do that. Or no, because you have four games with with star in it. Uh, Stars, Stargazer, Star Trek, and Star Trek: The Next Generation. Got it. See, uh, Star could stand for Slam Tilt at Ron's. There you go. There you go. I I prefer like the Slam Tilt All Star Tournament. Well, that's that. Yeah. No. Come on, guys, help me here. Help me. Come on, don't don't let him name my tournament Star. That's terrible. You should name it the Oh My Tournament. Oh Oh, my. Oh, there you go. (laughs) <laughs> the oh my tournament but a big like picture of george takei that would be george great takei. wait a sec we get a cut we get a we get a full-size figure of george takei and the winner takes a picture of george <laughs> okay <laughs> oh my oh my game you like game you hate boys since kevin said he knew what he had go ahead Kev. i'm, I'm struggling right. with this what are we starting with games we like you can your call uh, and it has to be a game that we don't currently own, correct? Yes. Correct. Well, you, can, you can own the game if you hate it. Okay. No. That, that yes. makes no sense. Oh, oh, yeah. You put a loophole in there. That's right. No, I did oh, not. Oh, man. No. You ruined this for me. Now this is even harder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start Let's start out with the positive game I like that I don't own. It's in Nick's basement. It's The Walking Dead. Very good game. All right. Outstanding game. It, it helps that I had like an amazing game out of yesterday too. <laughs> it was yeah, like this is why I love this game. One hundred eighty-nine million. Yeah. Holy shit! You blew it up. Yeah. That's that's what I love about that game. You can. You really can blow it up, or you know, or you get nothing. Yeah. You lose. You lose. You get nothing. <laughs> game you hate. It's gonna be the Game of Thrones. I just do not have any fun playing that game. You hate that, Kevin? It's a strong word, dude. It, yeah. It, I, you hate it? Honestly, I do. Not, I have no fun playing that game. You gave it like, well, you gave it 6.5, which 6. is still 5, an okay yeah. game in our I ratings. Can, yeah, I can see why people enjoy it, but me personally, it's like, nah. Uh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I see where anytime you're I, Anytime I step up to that game, I'm just like, I'd rather be doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> 
now pro or premium or either or? Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay. I I prefer the pro slightly to the so others, but so do um, I. Yeah. No thanks. I'll pass on that game. Nick. So the the segment is called game you like and game you hate, right? Yes. Which I find funny that we went with the uh, less strong word for like instead of love. I mean, we went for the super strong word of hate for a game we don't like. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I just yeah. I just picked up on that right now. We're so a pretty negative podcast, really. Yes, we are. All right. Well, all right. I can I can roll with this. I might need help. I'm going to start with a game I like, and, and this is boring because I've already said it. I love Aerosmith, and I want Aerosmith. Can I say that one more time? This is, that's you want. I don't have it yet, and hopefully I, I can stop saying that because hopefully I get soon. But this is the game that I've been most excited about. You know, that I've been able to play. Now, game that I, I hate. I don't know if I hate a game. Uh, Kevin, help me out here. You know that I complain a lot. What, yeah. what, you, if, you, if I asked you, somebody said, what game does Nick Lane hate? What would it be? Uh, Ghostbusters. All right, fair enough. Ghostbusters. <laughs> let's, 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 let's put a qualifier in there, though. Uh, Ghostbusters Premium and LE, to be specific. Yes. No, totally true. Totally true. That game should not have left the factory as is. The magnets you know, are terrible. The mag- it was a great just, idea. It's game. It's gameplay stuff. It's not the. It's not the art. It's not the sound. Uh, it's not the kind of the concepts of the layout. Or like that's all great. It's just it's half baked. It shouldn't have left the the factory, and it just leads an experience. That I if I never played a Ghostbusters premiere or LE again, I'd be fine with it. Mm. Wow, You're nice. strong words. Stern so far. Yeah, yes. I, I see a trend here. Well, I'll break that, but you can go first, Ron. All right, game I like. I'll say, because I, I played a ton of it at uh, Howard's yesterday, uh, and we did stream it. Actually, I, I was digging the game. Another, it's another Sonic, and it's the uh, cons. Great game. But, I mean, it's a little spinner heavy, but, I mean, I love spinners, so I'm totally cool with that. And it's, you know, fast as hell, because it's got the, the Sonic, you know, clear-coated play field. So it's just very fast. Game I don't like. Now, I, I think... I've picked this before, but I'm going to pick it again because my dislike for this. And you mentioned it earlier. Cue ball wizard. Oh, good <laughs> choice. Good choice. Golf club. Right? Good Rowdy ramp round. Rowdy ramp round. Rowdy ramp round. You should have heard everyone was saying that. It was just like the running. <laughs> Rowdy ramp round. Rowdy ramp round. And he had like Williams flipper bats on there. And that still, that still didn't help make the ramp any more hittable. And the thing about the Rowdy Ramp Round is like, oh, I, okay, I want to get to the Rowdy Ramp Round. It's got to be awesome, right? No, it's terrible. You get, like, no points from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And you have a guy, <laughs> like, I don't know if he's supposed to be sounding like Clint Eastwood or something. That's the worst oh, shot is. I've ever heard. Oh, that yeah. shot's bad. It's like, <laughs> I, to, oh, God. It's like, when you play, like, say, you, you play, um, the Spooky's first game there, the um, America's Most, America's Most Wanted. Wanted. The voice work is terrible, but it's supposed to be. That's the whole point. It's supposed to be corny as possible when you listen mm-hmm. to it. It's like, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be corny. But when you listen to these Gottlieb games, some of them, it's like, was this supposed to be corny or was it supposed to be this bad? I, I, you know, I could do better voices than some of the voices around these Gottlieb games. I've got to say, Ron... That game is so bad, even Pocketeer doesn't have it. Ooh, wow. They've got, they've got some turds. And they're a pool hall. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yes. Even they're like, I don't think so. I mean, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Bruce, because although you hate all these games, you seem to know the rules. When you get multi-ball, 
Aren't you supposed to, you're supposed to hit like the cue ball thing so it actually hits the targets? Yes. They're supposed to hit the other the thing, thing, like the the other ball that's on top. Yes. Yeah, which is so. I mean, you realize how hard it is to hit that stupid cue ball in the just center Nick, Nick, to get it to go up. Longest time. Oh, I just. I'm sorry. I just. I. I ended, and I won the game. I played. I was just going for the bank shots, hitting it in the safest spot that's in the game over and over and over and over again. But yeah, that game sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your turn. It's even better when you fill it full of uh, colorful LEDs. Oh, oh yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, this one didn't have LEDs, so at least I could see the ball. Okay, game I like. Classic Stern. Flight 2000. Gotta love the Flight 2000. Is that their first seven-digit display for them? No, no. You have their first seven-digit game. Oh, it's a big game? Big game. You can tell because they put sevens all over to the display all the time. Seven. No one ever brings that up. It's like, who does this cool thing where it counts to seven? They did that for a reason. They were telling you, seven-digit scoring, folks. Seven. Good game. Fun game. Lock mechanism takes up too much of the play field, but fun game. Especially when you can can sweep drop targets. Anytime you can sweep a drop target and a spinner that, you know, on the side that's just sitting there saying, hit me and make more points. Good game. Game I hate. I'm waiting for Ron to say, is it a Gottlieb? No, I'm not going to say that because you said last week that it wasn't. It was going to be some other thing from one of your leagues. Yes, it is. Cutie. Q-T. Q- that's that's the title of the game? That's the title of the game. Q- oh, Q-T. Yep. Who the hell C- made that? Q-T. Williams. It is from, uh, it's a single player, Williams. I had to play it, unfortunately, at Ryan's. And why do you hate it, Bruce? Why is it so oh, bad? it's a fucking turd. No, that's not good enough. No, you, you need to say, why is it a turd? You can't <laughs> just say a game piece. is a turd. Case closed. <laughs> it just sucks. It really does. They ha- There's some good parts to it, too. It really, it's, there's some good parts to it, but they have the horseshoe ramp in the middle, like, uh, what's the one in, Silverball Mania? No, no, no. Yeah, that or even from uh, Spanish Eyes. But they made this. This is like, I guess, their first attempt at it. And they made it entrance so tight that it's hard to wrap around it. And it's 5,000 points per loop. So you're like sitting there going, you want to get that 5,000 points because on EM, you're saying, boy, if I get a couple of these, I'm way ahead. I'm doing good. And, yeah, it just doesn't end. There's so many multiple drains at the bottom. It's almost like Wheel of Fortune at the bottom with the pop bumper in the middle of the bottom. And then there's a couple drains on the sides. Just, uh, I know why they don't make pop bumpers in the middle of play fields at the bottom between your flippers. And they fucked with it. They made two-inch flippers. And they fucked with the flipper geometry at the bottom. So, instant fail. All the way around. All right. QT, not not a not a fan. Not a fan at not all. Not a fan. All right. Fail. Fail. Fail totally. Yeah, a lot of people off of those comments, Bruce. All that QT club <laughs> all, on inside. Yes. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Not gonna go hunt me down and <laughs> the thread's gonna have the little fire next to it now. Yes, it will. El Fuego. <laughs> <laughs> all two of them. Yes. All two of them. <laughs> so uh more information about Buffalo Pinball. How did the people watch you, get in touch with you, give the, give the whole spiel, your normal spiel for 
contact and Twitter and everything like that, please. Go ahead. Sure. So uh, they can find us. Uh, the main hub is buffalopinball.com. If you want to check us out on Twitch, we're twitch.tv slash buffalopinball. We're also on all, all your favorite social media networks, including uh, Facebook. We got a group. It's facebook.com slash group slash buffalopinball. Instagram.com slash buffalopinball and Twitter.com slash buffalopinball. I see a theme. Yes, Buffalo Pinball. So yeah, on Twitter or on Twitch, we're we're on five days a week. So Monday at eight, these are all Eastern times. Monday at eight, it's a um, gameplay from my place. Tuesday at eight, it's gameplay from Nick's house. Uh, Wednesday morning, our friend Austin Maggart from uh, his place, uh, eight a.m. He's our morning shift guy because he works he works the night shift, so, so he streams in the morning. Uh, Thursday is Brody even Pinball. Uh, it's our main show, different game, different guest, battles the crew every week. It's a good time. Uh, we teach you how to play the games with a tutorial as to the best of our abilities. And then uh, on Saturdays, Mixer Tuna, he streams from 8 until late. So uh, he, he does a great job of walking through the rules of the games and, and uh, showing you how to play each and every inch of a machine. So it's a lot yeah. of pinball every week. So tune in and uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. I got a quick and you have events well. coming up. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Thanks, thanks for teeing that up. <laughs> so I wanted to just give a, a quick plug. We got the Silver Ball Cyclorama. That was just announced today. That's being run by uh, Martha and Rob from the uh, Bro Crew. It's going to be on Saturday, March 20th. It is um, several locations. Basically, we're starting at Community Beer Works. We're going to play some pinball machines there, and then we're biking to the other bars in downtown Buffalo where they have pinball machines. So uh, it's biking. It's pinball. You don't have to ride a bike to play in this tournament. Um, it's optional, but it's more fun that way. And uh, it's a great way to spend an afternoon in Buffalo. And we should also gonna... tell folks to uh, stay tuned for our, we're going to be hosting the Buffalo Pinball Summer Open again. That's our the second time we're hosting a Papa Circuit event. It's a major this year. It's happening in August, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we're going to, after probably um, the Cyclorama, we're going to go full steam on promoting that. And we're also looking to hopefully at some point this summer do a, a critical hit tournament. So really, really want to give that a shot. That looks like an awesome format. Yeah, I want to try. I want to try that out. For those who don't know what the critical hit is, that's that's the the card thing, right? Yeah, Carl yeah. D'Angelo's card based yeah. format for a pinball tournament. It's uh, it gives you gives you certain powers you can unleash at different times during the tournament to uh, turn things in your favor, hopefully. And you said you guys are going to be at the uh, what uh, Comic Con thing or for Buffalo? It's uh, Nickel City Con. It's May nineteenth through twenty first. It's at the Buffalo Convention Center. It's Center. It's a Nickel City Con. Buffalo Pinball is going to be representing by bringing four pinball machines there um, all three days. So they're going to be set on free play, play. Come down and say hi to us. I'll be there on Friday and Sunday, but not Saturday because that's a Silver Ball Cyclorama tournament. Wait, you're going to be there Saturday, Kevin, then, I guess? Uh, no, I'm probably, I'm either going to be biking or I'm going to be at Darien Lake watching my kid uh, sing at a concert. So it'll be uh, one of those two things. Who's the guy who's getting stuck on Saturday? A uh, mystery guest. Ooh. <laughs> Very cool. Well, you get to play dialed in there, so that, that's I a know, great opportunity for local thing. folks to check it out. And your league finals is coming up in two weeks? Two weeks. Kevin. Uh, Kevin's hosting the league finals at his place, yep. and uh, we're going to be planning on broadcasting that as well. So we'll, we'll start off broadcasting the B division at uh, probably 6 o'clock Eastern time. Right, Kev? Does that sound yep. right? Mm-hmm. They'll do the the B division finals followed by uh, I think we last year we did the A division separately so we can broadcast both. That, yep. so that sounds correct. There you go. Yeah, that's right. We did that way. So it's gonna be several hours of uh, watching uh, pinball competition with commentary. 
Wait, wait a minute. You, you actually broadcast the B Division? Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> what a concept. Holy shit. How else are you going to see Robin competitive pinball? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. She doesn't listen to this. Wow. <laughs> It's so cool to see um, someone actually broadcast something other than they. Yes. See? Because there are colorful personalities in every division. For yes. sure. Yeah. Yes, and it's uh you know, that's something, you know, we 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 get asked a lot about like how do we how how do we how do you expand pinball and how do you grow a scene in your area? And it's like you need to have B divisions as part of your tournaments. I know, like, even if they, they don't count towards your TGP or whatever, I know, like, the A players, they're all about, you know, maximizing their point value. And I can appreciate that, especially if you're coming from out of town and you you want to get the most uh, Whopper points out of it. But for growing the scene in your area and introducing new pinball, you got you to gotta have these things for people who aren't the top players. I have one last question. Sure. What, how how you liking the 8-ball champ? I like it a lot. I was just playing this before we went live on Skype. So uh, if that tells you anything, I, I want to play it a little bit more. I might actually like it better than 8-Ball Deluxe. Yes! We'll see. I do. Finally! Yeah. There's, there's more to do on that game yes, than 8-Ball yes. Deluxe. And 8-Ball Deluxe is a great game. So that uh, that's, that should say a lot. Ron, when you watched the video, I walked off. I walked off. Literally walked off. You dropped the mic? <laughs> before his shot even went in, he's like, I'm done. I walked off. <laughs> uh, now, Ron, I know you have a challenge for these two gentlemen. Yes, we brought this up many, many times. We want to go head-to-head with you guys. Podcast verse podcast. Okay. Okay, so logistically, how is this going to work? Yeah, what are you guys thinking? Uh, I didn't think it that much through, unfortunately. Uh, Bruce, you tell <laughs> Well, step one. You got step one down. You want to challenge yes. us? Good. Yes. Idea. Okay. All right. We can do it at either house. We don't care. We could we could do a uh, like who's if we have the same game at both places like Har- you guys got a Harlem like we could do like a remote battle or something like that. Oh yeah, I think we can come out and play. We'll even okay. you know. I think we could do that. What I do like think? the idea. If we're gonna do it, you guys come out and we'll stream it. But yeah. since we're playing, we'll get we'll get some commentators. So we'll we'll work on that. We'll make it an event. I think I think that'd be a good yeah, idea. And we, you know, we'll have to figure out when I can get out there because Bruce is so much easier. But it probably have to be because you guys, when you do the bro battle, that's usually on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday, yeah. yeah. So I might have to finagle around with that because I'll have to take a day off if it's not like on a weekend. But we'll figure it out. I think you know it'd be a great, great time to have. Yeah. I'm still thrilled someone agrees with me on eight ball champ. Oh, I I agree with it also. Okay, someone other than Bruce agrees with it. <laughs> <laughs> There's I don't two, two people. How is that game thought of in the community? Is it just forgotten about pretty much? Yeah, well, it's... Some tournament it, players love it. Yeah, I mean, I like it because it's just... It, 8-Ball eight, eight Deluxe, which is a great game, but all the targets are in one bank. In 8-Ball Champ, they're all over the play field. You have to hit them, and then you have to hit another target to bring it back up to get the next ball on some of them. The the multiplier shot, I mean, it's it's not the inline drop target. It doesn't have inline drop targets, so that's that's a demerit. But it does have a cool the the basically the fathom orbit shot that goes up to the top for the multiplier. It even has yep. the same fathom gate. It's probably the exact same part. It I'm is surprised if it, it wasn't. Um, it's got all the cool sounds that a ball deluxe has. It has the same dude and extra and even more talking than yes. the original. But it's the same guy. It says all the same stuff. I mean, its its main demerits are in the community. It's it's a um, 6803. It's not like the classic Bally. It has a horrible back glass. 
that's a horrible vacuum. The, the, and I'm not talking about condition. I'm just the art. Just washed out, like a bunch of dudes playing pool. It just it doesn't look good. Um, the the playfield art is fine. The cabinet is fine. I actually forgot it actually had cabinet artwork, and that wasn't yes. the generic Bally Midway. So I mean that looks good, but it's just. They didn't make that many of them, and it's just not thought of in the same vein as, like, 8-Ball Deluxe. 8-Ball Deluxe is considered, like, the best 8-Ball game. 8-Ball Champ is, like, almost the forgotten one. So I got a question for you guys, and this is my first 6803. I don't have a lot of experience on them. Is it the case that the the flippers on those ballets, we were talking about this a little bit yesterday, Bruce, that they don't really go up as much as the other ballets. Like they're, they're almost flat when you raise them up and it's really hard to trap the ball. That's how those games were made. Um, yes. I've seen it actually three times now. Uh, what's it where we were at, uh, Expo, arcade expo, same thing. Mm-hmm. And the one last time I saw it, Allentown, same thing. Well, Jamie Brundage was saying on his dungeons and dragons, which is a 60 auto three, same deal. The mm-hmm. flippers are kind of pointed downward and you can't, yep. They they basically go flat when you raise them almost yes. a little yeah. little more than flat. A little higher it's really to hard flat, to trap. Yes. It's really hard to trap it and it throws off the shots. It does. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder. Doesn't Dungeons and Dragons have like the the narrower like Williams like flippers? If I recall, it doesn't have the. It doesn't have the fat bats. The, the, no, fat, bats, the fat bats. The fat bats. No. Yeah, I'd like to actually. If I had an eight ball champ, I'd like to try to modify it to take the nonlinear flippers. Yeah. Just to see how actually. it would play, especially the, with that long orbit shot. The flipper's got to be actually, pretty strong to hit that. No, actually, on Nick's, I was hitting it. I hit it five times in a row. Well, that's you. Well, yeah, Bruce, <laughs> you own the game. You're, you may, yeah, come on. But he's he's going to get a belly tattoo. I'm going to get the belly tattoo. That is the next thing. You, you, you'll like this, Bruce. Guess, guess what came up in Albany's Craigslist? An eight, an, an eight ball champ. Oh, it did. Yes, there's an eight ball champ. When it, are you buying it, it? Looks really nice too. Buying it? No, no playfield wear at all. Day one mylar. You buying it? I I don't know. How about the other thing you sent me? Oh yeah, you, you know Bruce's just fixation with high roller casino. There's a guy in Albany's Craigslist. He's selling one for fifteen hundred. Come on, Bruce. Bruce, you should have picked it up on the way through today. Yes, Bruce. Well, I was so close to say, screw that, fathom. I'm going for a high roller <laughs> casino. Yeah. And then you guys would hit me with a baseball bat. I think. Oh, <laughs> why not? Nobody listen. People have fathoms. You don't see them often, but High Roller Casino, you never see that like in a home oh, no. collection. So I wouldn't think you're crazy. I, I like it. The I think it's, it's a better value. Yeah. I do too, yeah. actually. Cause... I'd actually have to agree. And if Jim Belcito likes it, I'm going to have to like give it another try. You mean you need to buy the one out there? It's all yours, man. I'm sure it's still available. I think it was... Um, he had three. He had Roller Coaster Tycoon, a... Yes. A um, yeah, High Roller Casino, and there was a third game he had. I don't know what the third uh, it was game. Sharpshooter. Oh yeah, the original Sharpshooter. Yes, he was. But um, you know, Kevin would like the, the guy who was selling the uh, the eight ball champ because he also, I think, Vector is the other game he was selling. There you go. You guys love Vector. Oh god, I hate Vector. <laughs> I hate Vector. <laughs> Shows you what a kind man I am to burn those ROMs on a game I just yep, it's I sitting just, right behind me right now this oh, whole time. I know. Great. Again, there's another example of like I like the idea they they tried to make like a game with this this sport that doesn't even exist that's like in the future. I, I what is it even like skating or whatever yeah, it's supposed like to be. It's really weird. Yeah, yeah, and and they try to create this whole new world and they they and they threw everything at it. That that was I don't people realize that was Bally's last 
full featured everything like we're getting created by video games we're gonna do everything we got infinity back glass we're gonna do a dual level play field we're gonna have the, the display thingy in the middle we're gonna have multi-ball we're gonna have speech it's we're gonna have everything and it just and, and it just didn't didn't do well but but it has its fans as we see it does. right here <laughs> I don't I like Game of Thrones, but I like Fath- I like uh, I like Vector. <laughs> there you go. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing That's wrong right. with that at all. That's the beauty of pinball, though. Yep, like some is. people love these games, some people don't like them. You know, there's something for everybody. No, I totally agree with you on that one. I'm trying to think. So that's your okay, Bruce. What's a game? What's a game that you like that you know everyone else probably hates? Hyrule Monop- Casino. <laughs> yeah, Hyrule Casino is probably up there. Yeah, and Monopoly. Okay. How many people like Monopoly? All right. I dig it. How about how about you, Nick? What game do you like that you think that, that most other people probably hate? I fucking love Big Buck Hunter, man. I love that oh, game. There you I, go. I I apologize for giving that game ten out of my top ten. That should have been way higher. <laughs> I had to go back and change wow. it. I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it right now. I'm just like, I love you, Big Buck Hunter. I'm so played, glad you're down here. <laughs> I played it last night. It played great. Yeah, it has to be a good playing one though. Yes. Like, if yes. the buck doesn't work or things things are off, yeah, Nick's plays awesome. So I agree. Well, I know the unfortunate thing, like we have a big buck hunter on um, on location at Pocketeer, and it's just trashed. I mean, I, I don't blame people for not liking it when the buck is registering, when it's not supposed to register, and you can whack it, and it's not it doesn't register. I don't blame people for having a bad experience and not liking it, but there's not too many home use only ones that you get to play out there. But when you do, spend some time with it, and you might you might change your tune. I agree, and even, and even though Bruce hates them all, I say if you if you're at a show and you see a row of like mid '80s Gottliebs, give them a try. Like I did. You might actually like some of them. Right, Bruce? No? Just crickets. Crickets. <laughs> we went to California Extreme where like, you literally could not get on any games at all. The, the only time I was able to get on the game was literally maybe the last couple hours of the show in the mid-80s Gottlieb section. That was the only time I could get on anything. And half of them didn't work. No, they worked. Half of them did not work. Yeah. Except for your best game ever, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. No, I that wasn't that there. I said mid-80s Gottlieb, not I shitty. I know, but you were, we had to play Close Encounters, and you were like, oh, do we have to? I hate that game. Let's play some bills. www.pinballlifter.com. Come check us out this weekend at Allentown. We'll also be selling my dad's scared stiff there, so come by, buy it, get a roof for my dad's barn. Good to go. And we'll be signing autographs, correct? We'll be signing autographs. I'm printing them up Monday. I got the black Sharpie and the silver Sharpie just for you, so you can take your pick. Excellent. I can't wait. Tournament's coming up. Uh, the guys just talked about their Buffalo stuff. I don't think there's much coming up in uh, Syracuse either. So, Allentown. We'll just say Allentown. Go yeah. to Allentown. Allentown's great. Allentown has a tournament. It's a limited, limited uh, entry. So if you were one of these people who say, like, I don't want to play any people, just buy their way in. Well, not the case here. You have a certain amount of entries, and that's it. I would say get there early because it could get yes. crowded, depending on the games. If you see Kevin's favorite game, Game of Thrones there, it'll probably be very long playing. Yeah, I think that was the beginning of my downfall with that game is I had to play against uh, Steve Bowden and I think Tim Sexton. In the Allentown show last year. They love that uh, game. I played pretty well up until that point, and I was just like, oh, my God, Steve's going to play this for like an hour, and I just wanted to go home. <laughs> I was like, all right, yes. maybe this game is not for me. 
but um, check it out. Um, Allentown's a great show. It's the best shows, one of the best shows on the Northeast. If you see us, say hi. See us, say hi. We can be reached if, you, if you're not there. We can be reached at our email address, slamtiltpodcast at gmail.com. We are also on YouTube. Just search for Slam Tilt Podcast. And we are also on Facebook. Search for Slam Tilt Podcast, also a trend. This has been episode 41, Die Another Day. We will get the emails next week. I, I'm disappointed I didn't get any slam ball bag today. No, yeah, I see. Now, what do you prefer? <laughs> Mail ball bag or oh. slam ball bag? Oh, God. <laughs> slam ball bag is perfectly... shaking his head. <laughs> oh, it's just, oh, just so, so juvenile, Bruce. Come on. Come on. And your point? Oh. I teed him up for that one. Oh, yes, I know. It was freaking softball right at me. I just got to swing for it. But one person did vote on on your tournament being the slam, male slam ball bag no. tournament. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Yes, they did in the mail. Yes, they did. And it's just our listeners are as twisted as we are, I'm afraid. Yes. Uh, but, thank you guys for coming on. Yeah, thank uh, Nick yeah. and Kevin for coming Thanks out. Thanks for having us. Yeah, my we pleasure. We have the challenge out there now. We got the challenge Bring out that. there. So thanks, everybody. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, Chris Compton.